Hello, I'm Lisa Hilton, and I'm here to brighten your day. Each episode, I'll share three things that have brightened my day. It might be something I just learned. It might be a new kitchen gadget I discovered. Or it might be a new bottle of wine I uncorked. Then I'll invite a guest to share three things that have brightened their day. Our brains on positive are happier, less stressed, and more productive. Together, we're going to start a ripple of positivity that will spread. Let's go make some waves. Hi, friends. Lisa here. For those of you who know me, you know positivity is my beat. It's how I make my living. It's how I'm wired, and it's one of my top five strengths. Today, my guest is Mac Freeborn. Mac works for Oregon State Parks. He has an entrepreneurial spirit I love, and I'm really looking forward to hearing about what's been brightening his day lately. But first, I'm excited to share the three things that have brightened my day. I've been reading the book, Perfecting the Soul, Remembering Who You Are by Don Ely. It's a book that's helping me understand how to become a master of my own ego and its shadow. Instead of allowing my ego and shadow to run the show, it's enlightening and deep, and it has a workbook with activities to practice at the end, which I find really helpful. In the book, Dawn references Newton's cradle. You know that really cool thing with the five silver balls lined up in a row and you lift one and then it makes the other bounce back and bounce back and bounce back? I've always seen those, but I've never had one. And when she keeps referencing this Newton's cradle, I thought, you know what? I've got to get one of these. So I did. And I love it. It's basically Newton's third law of motion in a cute little desk ornament. And the third law of motion is the one that states that for every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction. So this Newton's cradle is really illustrating how energy flows. And, you know, with me and my curiosity, I had to try it. And I just, I'm fascinated that when I put positive energy in, positive energy can come out. And just the same, if I put negative energy in, negative energy can come out. The great thing is that we can make a choice to intercept if we're getting negative energy and put positive energy back in motion. It's been a reminder that if I get thrown a negative ball, I can intercept or stop it by choosing to send positive energy. And it's also a good reminder to all of us that we are responsible for our thoughts and emotions at all times, regardless of the actions of others. And I know that I want to be known for sending many more positive balls of energy flowing through than negative. For my second thing that's brightened my day lately, it's been podcasts. I love podcasts. And one of my favorites is On Being with Krista Tippett. She's a genius at how she does this, and I hope to someday live up to even a fraction of the ability she has in talking with people and interviewing and bringing out stories and sharing beauty. I happened to catch one of the podcasts she did where she interviewed Arab-American poet Naomi Shihab Nye. I had not been familiar with Naomi 
And it was riveting to hear her tell her story and to read some of her work. And the one poem that she's really well known for is called Kindness. And she explained how she came to write this poem. She was actually on her honeymoon, and she and her husband had been robbed of everything. And they were traveling in South America. And she remembers this kind Samaritan on the side of the road who just looked at them and said, are you okay? And helped them to get what they needed so that they could at least get their materials to get home and to get money. So if you will allow me, I would like to read kindness. Before you know what kindness really is, you must lose things. Feel the future dissolve in a moment, like salt in a weakened broth. What you held in your hand, what you counted and carefully saved, all this must go so you know how desolate the landscape can be between the regions of kindness. How you ride and ride, thinking the bus will never stop. The passengers eating maize and chicken will stare out the window forever. Before you learn the tender gravity of kindness, you must travel where the Indian in a white poncho lies dead by the side of the road. You must see how this could be you, how he too was someone who journeyed through the night with plans and the simple breath that kept him alive. Before you know kindness as the deepest thing inside, you must know sorrow as the other deepest thing. You must wake up with sorrow. You must speak to it till your voice catches the thread of all sorrows and you see the size of the cloth. Then it is only kindness that makes sense anymore, only kindness that ties your shoes and sends you out into the day to gaze at bread. Only kindness that raises its head from the crowd of the world to say, It is I you have been looking for, and then goes with you everywhere like a shadow or a friend. That was Kindness, written by poet Naomi Shihab Nye. She truly gives her voice and her experience as an Arab American through poems about heritage and peace that overflow with a humanitarian spirit. And I found out she also writes for young adults and young girls. So I bought her collection of poems called Amaze Me, and I'm starting to read one to Aria at night. And you can imagine the joy that came over me when after I read one poem, Aria said, read another, mom. And so I did. The third thing that has brightened my day is for Christmas, my sister-in-law gifted our family with six months of McConnell's Fine Ice Cream. Three flavors a month come for six months. It's like Jelly of the Month Club, but so much better. This month, we received chocolate, 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 Turkish coffee, and sweet cream caramel brownie. The triple chocolate was so chocolatey that literally it was, you took a spoonful and your teeth were coated in brown. It was so thick and so delicious. 
amazing. And you can imagine that sweet cream caramel brownie was as delicious as expected. But my favorite was the Turkish coffee. It was to die for. And the great thing is I'm the only one in my family who likes coffee. So I got it all to myself. It was so rich and creamy and smoky in in like a coffee way, a coffee smoky way. And those of you that drink coffee, you kind of understand what I'm saying, right? And it had these very fine shavings of espresso coffee bean and chocolate in it. It is just heaven in a bowl. And I am savoring every bite and I still have a little left, which is great, but it is going to be gone soon. Speaking of savoring, here's a positivity tip for today. Savor things. Start by slowing down. When out for a walk, take your time to notice the beauty around you. Be fully present and observe the nature and wildlife more closely. Observe the smells. Observe the sounds. Observe the colors. Take it in and appreciate the beauty around you. Make an effort to notice uplifting moments and witness beauty or talent in action more often in your day. Be aware of the good feelings this generates. My guest today is Mac Freeborn. Mac and I are both participating in a leadership program this year, and in one of our breakouts, we got to talking about podcasts. We both love podcasts, and when I told him I was starting one and would he like to be a guest, he said, sure. So here we are. Welcome, Mac. Thank you, Lisa. I'm super excited to be here. This is my first, uh, first time on a podcast. Well, it's my first time doing a podcast, so we're in the same boat. <laughs> So I'm wondering if you could start off just by telling us a little bit about what you do at Oregon Parks and Recreation Department. Sure. So I am the park manager for Wallowa Lake Management Unit um, in Joseph, Oregon. I've been here about two years. Actually, it'll be two years on April 1st. So um, I manage an entire unit. So that includes four different parks and three waysides, which are just a kind of a roadside restroom uh, that we take care of in the Willow River Corridor. And so just a, a wide range of, of duties, um, budget, hiring, project management, scheduling, everything from that and beyond. So um, I, every once in a while, I actually get out into the field and get to do some work uh, running equipment and chainsaws, which is my favorite. But um, most of the time, it's, it's a lot of admin work and dealing with committees and things like that. Well, I know I am so grateful to Oregon State Parks for you guys keeping the parks open as much as possible during this pandemic. I mean, it has been a haven to me <laughs> to be able to get out in nature, go to the parks, you know, all the way to the coast and just being out in nature and breathing clean air and not worrying too much about if I have a mask on or not. So thank you for the work you do. Well, thank you for that. <laughs> it's it has definitely been a roller coaster over the last year, but it is it is nice to be able to provide that service to people because um, I know how important it is to get outdoors, and that's part of our job too, is to protect and preserve these natural resources for people to use. So, I yeah, it's been a, a crazy year, but it's also been great to see smiling faces come in here when we were one of the few places people could go and enjoy. 
Yeah. Wow. That is really great. Thank you again. And now for what I've been eagerly anticipating, I'm dying to ask, what are three things that have brightened your day lately? So (laughs) I'm glad you asked. I actually took notes on this and was kind of uh, going through and, and thinking about things that were really happening in my life that had kind of touched me and really put a positive spin on things. And so a couple of weeks ago, so this is number one, a couple of weeks ago, my wife and I flew out to Texas. I, I'm sure you're familiar with all the storm damage that was in central Texas and and throughout from the snowstorm and ice storm they had yeah. a few weeks ago. And so I'm originally from Texas and my parents still live there um, and have some property out there. And they were sending us pictures of damage and stuff that had gone on. They had plumbing out, their electricity went out for several days. They had no water for over 10 days uh, and lots of old growth oaks that are out there, a lot of live oaks and suffered tons of tree damage around their house, which they, I have helped them over the last, oh, probably seven or eight years, um, getting that place prepped and cleaning out those trees. And then they've also had contractors come out and take care of those trees as well. So to see the the damage that was done on those trees was pretty devastating since it was, you know, on a personal level, um, since we had put so much effort into all that. So my wife and I went down there and spent a few days helping them clean up. And so while that was a positive thing, it was hard work, hot <laughs> compared mm. to being in Oregon, but that wasn't the biggest thing that came out of that. About a week later when I got home, very rarely does this happen anyway, but I received a handwritten letter from my dad just thanking us for the for the effort and, you know, taking the risk and a great financial expense and uh, great risk with COVID um, for coming out and helping out and doing what we did. It was a touching letter <laughs> to say the least, but he had, he had talked about how his grandfather or his father had only written him uh, one letter in his entire life. And my dad wrote back to him and it, just the explanation of how that went and knowing my grandfather not being a very emotional expressive person to hear that was was really nice because we have not (laughs) been that kind of family growing up either. But to get this letter and just read my dad's thoughts and he went as far as to call me and my wife his best friends. And, you know, it was probably uh, the most uplifting thing I've had in a while, especially over the last year. And it just really touched me. And so when I got that letter, I immediately thought about this podcast and I said, yeah, I'm, I'm mentioning this because you just don't get handwritten letters anymore. Yeah. And there's a personal, a really personal touch to that. Um, You know, his lines were, (laughs) were crooked and it was on (laughs) unlined paper. And he even mentioned that about my grandfather's writing. He was an architect. And so he was very structured and his lines were straight. His words were spelled right. His, uh, you know, his handwriting was beautiful. And so here's my dad writing <laughs> this crooked letter while he's explaining <laughs> how straight his father did it. So mm. it it really touched me and came at a great time. And I just was such a great positive moment and really brightened my day, week and month. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm hearing you like, even even your life, it really was impactful. You know, letters of gratitude are hugely 
helpful for not only the receiver, but also the one who's writing it. I'm imagining that just as much as you appreciated hearing those words from your dad, there must have been a real, a real joy and sense of positivity in him when he was writing that as well. Yeah. Just thinking about that aspect too, I got that same thing when I wrote a letter back to him. You know, I I had toyed with sending him a letter a while back and just never did it. And, you know, that emotional release and how good it felt to just write the letter and, and be able to say some things that I don't normally say to him was a mm-hmm. real, real good moment as well. Wow. I love hearing that. That's, that is beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah. Let's hear what, what's your second thing okay. that's brightened your day. <laughs> I mean, so, I don't know if you can top the first one, but let's try. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe I should have finished with that one. The other two are, <laughs> the other two are good, but not quite as, as uplifting as that one. So my wife and I purchased some property um, back in August of last year with the thought of opening up a business and kind of doing something on our own. We've, we've always talked about it, just couldn't really put our finger on what exactly it was we wanted to do. And so we had been talking for a while and finally figured out what we wanted to do. Um, and this piece of property popped up and was not on the market for more than a week. And so we jumped on it as fast as we could, ended up getting the property. And so our goal is to start a fresh seafood market here in Willow County, which there's, there's nothing like it here. So we, and we love seafood, wow. uh, especially fresh seafood. So yeah, we've taken a couple of trips, um, talked to some vendors and talked to some friends and uh, have a lot of support behind this. And so we finally started construction, uh, you know, mid-February on things. Um, there was no water or sewer there and no restroom. So we're adding a restroom and the water and sewer is getting hooked up and uh, we're going to do a little bit more adding on. And so we're hoping that we can get this business rolling. We're, our goal is uh, mid-summer. So oh, we'll, wow. we'll see how it goes, but we're super excited and it feels like everything is working out the way we want it and and the support that we've gotten from friends and the community is more than what we expected. So uh, we're very, very excited about that. So that's been another positive, positive moment in our lives. That's, that's really given us, you know, kind of a sense of purpose and um, got us excited again. Yeah. Something to look forward to and giving to your community, something they don't have. That just sounds, that sounds amazing. I have to tell you a tiny little story about fresh seafood. So I grew up in Alaska and, you know, Alaskan halibut and salmon, I think are probably world famous. And I actually had a lot of friends when we'd go off to college, they'd come home for the summer and they'd work in the canneries and make a ton of money because you can't spend it on anything. And then they'd go back to college. But my aunt, every year at Christmas time, she sends us fresh seafood from Alaska. And it's usually always a few halibut fillets and some king salmon fillets. And so we got ours this year. And my mom passed down a family recipe for halibut with cheese sauce. Oh my God, it was amazing. So when you get your restaurant up and running, I'm coming to visit and I'm going to see if you have halibut on the menu. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Yes, that is a goal. That is one of the items we want to have. So 
Um, that sounds delicious. I'd love to see the recipe too. That sounds great. Yeah, I'll, I'll share it with you. So, hey, Mac, I'm curious because I, even though I was born and raised in Alaska and love fish, I never fished. My my family, we lived in Fairbanks. We were in the interior. My dad was a math professor. We just, we weren't the the sort of traditional, you know, Alaskan last frontier kind of family. So I've never fished in my life. Um, how do you de- define fishing? I mean, is it is it by what you're fishing for that determines like technique? What is is unique or interesting about fishing? Wow, that's a great question. Um, so yeah, it really is dependent on what you're fishing for um, that dictates the bait, the technique, um, mm-hmm. the lure, the type of rod and reel you're using, uh, the location you're in. So. I grew up in Texas and lots of lakes around and the coast. So I've done quite a bit of freshwater and saltwater fishing. And each one is vastly different uh, depending on what you're fishing for. So mm. everything from, you know, freshwater fish like catfish to striped bass to um, saltwater fish like red drum and uh, speckled trout. It's just a, a completely different situation each time. And you, you really the more you do it, you kind of get yourself into a knowledge of where to go and what to do. But yeah, it's, Mm -hmm. it's vastly different across the board. Well, thank you for that little tutorial or that little lesson there. I (laughs) I appreciate it. You know, it's kind of on my bucket list to do like a a fishing charter or something. I'm lucky I'm in, in my family, I don't get motion sickness. So I don't have to worry about being out on the water and, and things like that. So it's, it's on my list for sure. Yeah, I would highly recommend a charter service is fun. I've done, I've done a few of those down at the coast. Um, I got to do one in Mexico off the coast of Cancun and it was so fun. I ended up catching like a four foot barracuda and got to eat it that night. So it was, it was very delicious and very fresh. So. Wow. Okay. I'm, I know who to consult when I'm ready for that. (laughs) All right. All right. Share number three. What's the third thing that's brightened your day lately? So number three hasn't actually happened yet, but it's happening next week. Um, my son is coming to visit us. Uh, we haven't seen him in over a year. So wow, um, it's, it's exciting. He's finally gotten some time off of work and saved enough money to, to come and visit. So we're super excited to have him come. We actually pick him up uh, next Thursday in Boise, so at the airport. So we're super excited to have him here. He hasn't been here. So I really think he's going to love it here and it'll be nice to see him again and, and oh, yeah. reconnect. So are you going to take him to uh, your favorite state park? Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna, we'll take him to, to all the parks in my, in my management unit. We've got some plans to go hiking and, nice. uh, you know, several restaurants picked out. So we'll take him to all those places. Definitely. Oh, that sounds amazing. Wow. Well, thank you for being a guest on my podcast today, Mac. This has been truly fun. And uh, I, I'm bringing you back because we're going to want to check in and see how are things going with the with the market or it's a market, right? Or is it a restaurant? Your it's going to be a market. Yes. It's a market. Okay. So we're going to check in and see how are things going with the market? Um, you know, what kinds of tips do you have for us? Maybe uh, I'll share the cheese sauce recipe with you. It'll be a good time. Yeah, definitely. I would love to come back. All right. Sounds good. And thank you again for brightening my day. Thank you, Lisa. I appreciate it. Thank you for tuning in to Brighten Your Day. 
to be a guest on my podcast, email me at hiltonlisab at gmail.com. That's Hilton with a Y. Special thanks to Clark Hilton for post-production, and special thanks to Chris Jones for composing the theme song.